What's up, everybody? I'm Chef Marcus Samson, and right now I'm here with my co-host Jason Diakite, and you're listening to this moment, the transatlantic bridge that connects Stockholm, Sweden, to Harlem, New York City. We've had so many incredible political figures in this program, and more to come. Most of them have been women, by the way, black women. On our last episode, we spoke to the amazing Alice Bakunke. She's part of the EU Parliament and member of the Swedish Green Party. Alice was instrumental in getting the European Union to publicly denounce racism and declare that Black Lives Matters. And so this week, it's only right that we talk to Aisha Jones. Aisha is a Swedish citizen who was so moved by the death of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor that she started a digital protest of the U.S. Embassy in Sweden. Yes, a digital protest. A protest that drew 6,000 streams and 60,000 participants. And that was the spark that led the protest to the streets soon after. I just had a frustration, a fear, and something in me that said that either you are a part of the problem or you're going to be a part of the solution. She did all this while being a single mother of three and just fed up with all the racism and the hate. That's amazing. Catch it on. Three, two, one. This moment. This This moment. 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 Jason says, or Jason's father <laughs> says, don't call me before noon because I have artistic license as a creative to not pick up the phone. <laughs> but, I haven't uh, earned that status, but I still don't. <laughs> well, Aisha, you also told me when you came in, you have three kids. Yes. So you've got a full plate, I imagine, like every day. Yeah, it is, uh, it is kind of full, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm grateful and uh, like just happy to be alive. Uh, mm. My my kids are the age 15, 10, and 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. The oldest and the youngest have special needs, mm-hmm. uh, whereas the oldest one doesn't live at home due mm-hmm. to the extent of care that he needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the youngest one is just all over the place. He yeah, yeah. He's, he says that he's going to become the next Slatan, so he's playing football in beautiful, the house. Beautiful. And like, yeah. the next day he's going to become Marcus and ah. cook, and he's going to be a <laughs> chef, and then the kitchen is a mess, and it's just... Beautiful. Yeah, and my yeah. daughter is the, the sanity of the house, okay. so the middle okay. one. Mm. So it is a handful. So tell me about your year. How's, how's 2020, how's it been for you? Um, the year has been... And I feel sad to say this because so many people are struggling, but the year to me has actually been very good. Uh, it's all right to say it, you know, <laughs> it, even, especially yeah. in this time. We That's what we also need yeah. to hear those stories. That That's my point also. We need to hear those stories. We need to navigate to slowly get in to acknowledge that through always through misery, hmm. there's been greatness combined, True. right? Especially True. in black experiences, right? Mm. If you think about all the amazing music that we draw from always came from very chaotic times. Yes. Uh, a lot of the art. So, yeah, and, and also, as we've been saying, you know, since this summer, you know, racism is a pandemic that's been going on since way before we were born. Yes. So, in a sense, black <laughs> lives are in a constant state of crisis. Sure. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. and that's what it. I realized, like, maybe like, well, I didn't realize it, but two years ago, I decided that, no, am I allowed to curse? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I decided, like, fuck it. I'm not having this bullshit. (laughs) Like, yes, masa, no masa, whatever. I'm going to do me and I'm going to do me to the fullest length. Mm. Uh, So I started having the the, the balls and boss 
attitude of your father. <laughs> like, don't call me unless mm. I asked you to call mm -hmm. me. Don't mm -hmm. speak to me unless I asked you to speak to me. Uh, and that goes for like the, just the bullshit that goes around for a black person living in Sweden. And when I was young, I was a uh, nappy-headed, uh, smart-ass, slick, chubby black girl mm. living in tiny Örebro. Mm. So, mm. and uh, for those that know Sweden, Örebro is one of the places where the Nazis grew uh, strong very fast and very quick in the 90s. Mm. So we used to run as soon as we saw them. And I'm like, no, I've been running my whole life. I'm done with it. Like, mm. now y'all are going to run from me. But what was that moment? What Was it a wake-up call? Was it the fact that, was it something you saw in the news? Was it something you discussed with your kids? Were you significant other? Like, there must have been a pivotal moment. That yeah. That off, right? uh, being a model citizen, uh, always doing the right thing, always being there for everyone and everything. Uh, and the time that I needed help for my kids, I didn't get it. Wow. Uh, and I ended up uh, actually suing um I don't know what that is. The city council yeah. mm. uh, in the area where I live uh, and also suing um, uh, LSS. That's like uh, the, I don't know, the organization or institution for kids with special needs or mm -hmm. people wow. with special mm -hmm. needs. Mm -hmm. uh, and we had been struggling for like so many years to get help, help that we are uh, eligible for, mm -hmm. but still didn't get because we live in Tiansta, which is a which is labeled as a no-go zone. Uh, and people say that uh, everyone that lives there are just uh, cheaters. Mm. So I was just like, nah, wow. I'm done with this. This moment. This moment. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. A lot of our listeners are, are not, uh, you know, in Sweden, but maybe familiar with Sweden. And one of the points of pride for, for Sweden uh, <laughs> is Sweden is known for being a country with universal health care yeah. mm -hmm. and yeah. free education. Yeah. But. We find ourselves not only in 2020, but also in the 90s, mm -hmm. finding out that the universality of, for example, that healthcare, it doesn't always apply to everyone. Because no. I, I take it from what you're saying that you've experienced so many times racism in yes. in the healthcare and and the care mm -hmm. of your children. Mm -hmm. But it, but it's also systemic. I mean, you really pointed to a very specific, serious local issue mm -hmm. to have a no-go zone in in Tensta, you all of a sudden just saying that 50, 60,000 of people mm -hmm. should be ignored by society. But wait a minute, we do accept their taxes, don't we? Mm. Yeah. We do accept their services <laughs> when they work in healthcare, when they work for the elderly. Mm. So, so th this is like, this mm. is, that is a specific identity issue when we talk about systemic racism. But here in Sweden, the systematic racism, it is so rooted in, in the core of all institutions of everything that you have to go through in uh, in society to be able to have a good life in the schools. As I say, I always like look at myself and uh, and my own surroundings. And my daughter came to me and said, "Mommy, I want to change school." And I asked her why. She said, I, "And I said, don't you like your school? Don't you like your friends? Like, did something happen?" She said, "No, I love my school. I love my teachers. But I have understood that for me to be able to grow." and learn more, I need to go to a white school. 
This is what my 10-year-old mm. daughter mm. told me. So she goes to school in Tansta. In Tansta. In the area where you live. The exactly. so-called no-go zone. Exactly. And, and she she's already realized, basically, that the level of education that she's getting is not going to be good enough for exactly. her. Exactly. A part of the progression of the sweetest story has been that we are at a point where, you know, the no-go zones or the... the um, the underprivileged areas or the forgotten areas or the areas that are underinvested or where the schools aren't uh, invested in or the buildings are not invested in. And they invest more in the, uh, in the plants outside my house than they do in the schools. Black Lives Matter Sweden is needed in Sweden for us to do better for us. Mm -hmm. But then also to highlight the issues that we suffer in the hands of uh, systematic racism, uh, institutional racism, and just the everyday. Mm -hmm. So uh, all of that. But... And then on the back end of that, the kind of blowback against that movement in Sweden has just, to me, I mean, in newspapers, in TV news, on radio. The backlash, I think, is based on ignorance and fear. People yes. are scared yes. of losing their privileges because if I if I demand my rights, someone who already has all rights, if they are ignorant, they are going to think that that means that I am taking away their rights. And that's not what we are doing. Through entertainment and through education, living parallel, through culture, we have learned to localize issues. And that's, everyone gains on that. We've done that with the LBTGQ community. We've done that through women's rights. We, we have done that through the first or second step of the evolution of the civil rights movement, right? All privileges wouldn't be here without, this without the civil rights movement mm. in America. Yeah. That your father and your mother Mm -hmm. fought for that Sweden actually had a role in to you mm -hmm. know that Harold Belafonte and people from that movement could get funded from Sweden mm -hmm. Sweden was had a huge part of the of funding ANC for the example against apartheid, uh, so exactly so we're great when it's over there yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But we're when great here, when it was over yeah. here. and here's my my point when Black Lives Matter movement <coughs> in the middle of the summer had about 2,000 cities in the world Mm -hmm. Not just in America, but mm -hmm. in Palestine, in Australia, in, you know, mm -hmm. all over. That was one of the highlights of the year. Mm -hmm. Because I knew there would be awesome, incredible local heroes like yourself, Aisha, that would then localize that issue. Mm -hmm. Because Black Lives Matter, Marseille, might be, a, I'm just mm -hmm. guessing, might mm -hmm. be a Algerian, Muslim, mm -hmm. uh, Moroccan, Maghreb, yeah. yeah challenge that might feel and live different than Black Lives Matter uh, Liverpool. Yeah, you might have a West African, more Caribbean, Caribbean yeah, influence, absolutely. right? And that is obviously completely different than what Black Lives Matter movement in America was versus what Black Lives Matter in Sweden. So you mm -hmm. have a localized and all politics, mm -hmm. all movements, all human rights acts, they have three levels to it. They have a grand sort of framework mm -hmm, that we can all mm -hmm. agree on, whether it's UNICEF or Red Cross, or whatever. And then they have a local base of an organization mm -hmm. that With is the super specific needs, specific for that place. Yeah. And but that the, is what they are criticizing. Yeah, that but the last layer, which is key, is you have two audiences there. You have the audience of the black population to inform and yeah. guide, but then you have 
also a key audience, which is the non-black audience, that say, hey, wait a minute. Why are you doing this? Yes, Do you me, really need to? <laughs> like, we had to evolve in my family mm. through being a white, white parent, mixed black and white kids. When we evolved the most was when during the HIV and AIDS experience in the 80s and the 90s, one of my sister's dearest friends and a big mentor in our, in our, our family's life, um, it was, uh, my sister wanted to be a hairdresser and uh, Michael was her, her, her mentor and coach and he passed away very, very young mm. and he died in HIV. And it was a turning point in our family's life and it was a huge turning point in my father's life that was he couldn't understand homosexuality. He, he wasn't open to listen to it. And we learned, I hate to say it through this, that we had to learn it through such a horrible, horrible experience. But when it came home to him and understood that he was completely wrong, and my father was my hero, mm. but he was completely wrong about this. Mm. It was through Michael's experience. Mm. So we all learn through experiences. Mm. Mm-hmm. But here in Sweden, it is a total disregard of wanting to destroy the image of a perfect Sweden. Sweden has built up, and I work with marketing, so I understand that like when you when you market a product or whatever and you do it to perfection, the slightest thing that could tarnish that thing, you are going to want to like, defend. defend it, yeah. criticize it, demonize it, whatever you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, since I'm the one that kind of started this movement here in Sweden, I have been deemed as so many things that I know that I am not. And that is simply because I am screaming for my rights. Mm. And I am showing another part of Sweden that Sweden doesn't want to acknowledge. So that's why we have uh, famous uh, writers and journalists and politicians and God knows what sitting in media and saying that Black Lives Matter everywhere is a... Uh, is a racist, I don't know how we could be racist, but mm. yeah, it's a racist uh, organization. Mm. It's a organization of violence. It's an organization of God knows what and what and what. But and no. an organization of exclusion and of uh, left-wing extremism. Yeah. All types of very <laughs> interesting critiques. But, 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 but Aisha, one thing that w- I remember, you know, Blackout Tuesday 2020, mm was a watershed moment, yeah. right? And think about just the, the. it was just, you know, basically, first of all, the action of posting the black square in your feed. And it was like a new, it was when protests went digital. Yeah. And you did something that I was so impressed with the effect of it. You organized a digital protest yeah. uh, of the U.S. embassy in Sweden. Right at, this is what, it's June. The 2nd of June. 2nd of June. So it's like yeah, Blackout Tuesday. And and Aisha rallied people to, uh, uh, and that's basically for me when Black Lives Matter Sweden wow. like reignites. And you had instructions to post a black square and then geotag U.S. Embassy of Sweden. Yeah. And then you collect, I mean, thousands and thousands of people so that when you went into uh, U.S. Embassy of Sweden, Stockholm, it was just black squares. Wow. And that was... And they were that's not how, so happy. <laughs> no, but it, it was so incredibly efficient because I was wondering, well, how could it... 
and it was marketed as a digital protest. I'm like, how does a digital protest work? <laughs> I never experienced that. Me neither. And then when I went in, three hours later, after it was like two o'clock or something, we were supposed mm -hmm. to post a black square. A couple of hours later, I saw the effect of it because I saw, okay, <laughs> now they can see the amount of black squares is the amount of protesters that are that yeah. are there. It was just... Yeah. But it reminds me... I'm really of, impressed with that. It reminds Thank me you. of an incredible how much room we have to grow what activism looks like yeah, in 2021 yeah. and we need new ways. Mm -hmm. So right there, mm -hmm. we were, we learned something from you. We learned something in marketing. We learned something in activism. So thank you for mm -hmm. that. I just want to go back to one thing. You're a mother of three kids. Yeah. <laughs> so people are calling you these yeah. names. How do you talk to your kids to make sure that they feel safe and are do they know what mom is working with? Uh, due to Black Lives Matter, they know it even more, but they have mm. always known because um, my mother ne never fabricated things in mm. my life. And I've been through so many things that I decided that I am not going to let my kids believe that mankind is, uh, is altogether good. Mm -hmm. We do have some bad people and they need to know that so that they can protect themselves whenever I am not there. And if I would sing them a lullaby constantly, then I'm not doing them a favor. Mm. Uh, so my kids are constantly aware of things that are happening. But with all of this, uh, especially with Black Lives Matter Sweden, I had no choice but to give them the harsh realities. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, I don't know. I always go back to my kids, uh, the, the digital uh, demonstration that we did. I sat and I was scared for my kids. Wow. Uh, everything that I do, I always go back to my kids. How would my kids feel if they saw mommy do this? How mm. would my kids feel if they went through this and so on and so forth? So I'm very selfish in that sense that I always look to my kids best. Oh, yeah. uh, and I don't know, it's just, for me, it was just too much. Everything was just too much and I couldn't bear to see because I accidentally saw uh, I had been dodging it for so many days mm. and I accidentally saw uh, the killing of George Floyd and mm. it just it yeah. just went blank for me. Mm. Uh, and as you say, I think that not to take away from all the great black men that are out there, but I think that the black women is has always and even more now taking the front seat and really showing us new ways of improvements. Mm. Uh, and for me, even though I am a marketing marketing uh, manager, I never had a marketing mind on when I was doing the digital demonstration. I just had a frustration, a fear, mm -hmm. and something in me that said that either you are a part of the problem or you're going to be a part of the solution. And I know that if I called my mom and said, hey, mom, I'm, I'm sad about this, she's going to say, bitch, you better man the fuck up and do something about mm -hmm. it and stop mm -hmm. complaining. So mm. I was like, okay, let's just do something. Mm. Uh, and my oldest son, he, uh, thank God he doesn't have it. But at that time, he was undergoing a, um, uh, oh, what's the name in English? Uh, undershackening. Mm. Uh, um, at the doctor's. Evaluation. Yeah, evaluation, evaluation sure. for a brain tumor. Mm. So I was like, my heart couldn't bear to call people to go out in the streets, even though that's what I really, really wanted. Mm. I was like, oof, mm. what happened if, if I catch coronavirus and then I give it to my son and mm -hmm. he like I was like, no, or somebody else. So I said, no, let me do what I know best. And that is digital platforms. So mm -hmm. I just did a Facebook event 
I hope that like my friends and and maybe their friends would join. Mm. Uh, but it just, as you said, from a minute to another, it just it was massive. Yeah, and it was beautiful. And then less than a week later, there were eight thousand people, black, brown, white, and everything in between, on Sagat's toy, a big square in the center of Stockholm. Doing yeah. an actual physical demonstration. Yeah. I remember that and it Jason was, was there. It was, it was uh, and I, did you come to that? I was, I, of course. Of course I you were there. See, <laughs> see and, and there from the digital, you know, yeah. I thought there was a, 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 the digital demonstration was like very responsible. And I was so impressed with mm -hmm. the innovativeness of this is how we, this is what, what a protest in a pandemic can look like yeah. digitally and still be efficient. Yeah. You know, still, still, um, have the 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 power of what protest means, Definitely. and then a week later it was like physical, old school. Everybody was there, yeah. and of course that was heavily criticized by some yeah. for not, you know, respecting yeah. the rules of the pandemic and the virus and so forth. How about the the the, the, per, the people that criticize this are also the people that are out in Stureplan having their champagnes and mm. and God knows what. So. But I, I remember Jason taking away another side of this. Right. I remember Jason calling me and we talked about this and there was enormous amount of pride in his voice. He said the next generation is doing it. And he, he painted this incredible picture. And I just I love that you guys call me the next generation it makes me feel so young. <laughs> no, but, it, but it was, there was something just right there that I just mm. remember. And you were there with um, uh, Q3 and Q3. Yeah. yeah. And I just remember the how the enormous amount of pride. And it was probably also something you felt like, hey, your dad, his generation did want, this is a relay of human rights. Absolutely. And, and he, him and his generation did their part and then installed that in our generation. And now it is digital and it's both. And mm. my point is that even if Black Lives Matter as a starting point, as an interface, a starting point in Sweden, is imperfect. I'm sure it is because it's handled by human beings. Mm. But it's a, a very tired human being. Yes, but <laughs> but it it's we we shouldn't say imperfection should not stop the greater good. Yeah, and I know if you started it now, five years from now, ten years from now, ten twenty years to conversation, it might be you're writing the Swedish history books for my son, that is, and and for Maxi Priest. Mm. You know what I mean? For Jason's daughter. Because, you know, in, you have to remember this. In the 1980s, Nelson Mandela, by the U.S. government, was considered a terrorist. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And it, was not, the, yeah. it wasn't just, it wasn't Donald Trump, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It was Donald Rumsfeld. Mm. It was Dick Cheney. Mm. It was during Reaganomics. So, obviously, to even say four years later that, uh, Nelson Mandela was a terrorist. Mm. You have to start somewhere, mm. right? And it's one of the, for me, for we talk about it, my son's second name is Mandela. Mm. You know, it's the biggest icon in, uh, of our generation. So this work, as imperfect and as many mistakes, as passionate to pull, you're doing, you're building the sub-basement, the basement, the first floor. It's not your job to build the penthouse and the elevator. That's the mm. next person that you mm. give it to. Mm. So thank you for, for pushing and, and doing this. And again, just like the birth of the 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 battle cry Black Lives Matter, which it is more of a battle cry than an 
actual organization. It's a movement more than an organization. It's a movement that has organizers and organization in it, but it's a battle cry and a movement uh, being started by three women in the United States. Mm. uh, And here in Sweden, you, Aisha Jones, uh, people like Ibi Chun, it's also driven by women. Yes. And and that is powerful to me, that it's not just... Uh, black women in the United States, but it's in Sweden. And I'm sure if we were to look at Marseille, <laughs> Liverpool, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Rotterdam and and these other places where Black Lives Matter exist, that it's probably the same story. This moment. This moment. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I wanted to ask you, because when I look at Black Lives Matter Montreal, which is a French-speaking town, right? And English-speaking, but majority Mm -hmm, French. mm -hmm. There was a big dialogue if it should be Black Lives Matter should be said in French instead. And it was a big push and pull. They decided, the movement decided to keep it Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Was there ever a dialogue in Sweden to call Black Lives Matter by its Swedish name? Or was that never a discussion? No, it, it, it's a good question. Uh, no one has actually said this, so mm-hmm. <laughs> no. No, I, uh, I don't think I've ever heard the Swedish no. a Swedish paraphrasing or... or translation of it yeah i was like huh is it even possible to translate of Mm. course it is but no no one has spoken about it here i I guess it is because english is so close to us uh actually it's a good mental exercise Mm -hmm. to say it in swedish because it would be svarta liv betyder något eller svarta liv är betydelsefulla yeah and saying it like that it becomes even more a phrase and it becomes even less politicized and just yeah this cry for rights yeah. and this cry for justice, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and in a sense, maybe harder to criticize because, mm-hmm. you know, of course we had just like in 13 when, when Black Lives, uh, 2013 when Black Lives Matter started mm-hmm. um, worldwide, um, you know, you had some people saying, well, all lives matter oh. or blue lives matter. <laughs> it uh, it yeah. was absurd and ridiculous. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, we heard echoes of that again yeah, in 2020, have, mm. right? You know, it, mm. people in Sweden, but well, Allah leave the do you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think that also we have to remember uh, racism is br- brought up on capitalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and that is something that we have to discuss, especially in the Swedish society where we are so individualistic mm. uh, and everything is like my plate only. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is like the mentality of capitalism mm-hmm. and, and capitalism is what racism is rooted in. Well, I think there is a queen in, 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 there's a queen in America that said it the, very, very good. Dolly Parton said, why did we think that just our white asses mattered? <laughs> she just said it like, but I, I think as an artist, right, because artist has always worked cross, mm-hmm. right, wherever the best sound came from, wherever the best voice came from. And when I heard her say it, it was so... She didn't think for a second to say it, right? Mm. She didn't think about it. It was just mm. like, why do we think that just our white asses matter? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and of course black lives matter. And it was, here's a woman that lived most of her life in the South, in Tennessee, mm. and obviously been an incredible storyteller. But So I do think that support and help 
can come from anywhere. Absolutely. But it's the, that, that clarity. And there's a word in South Africa that is used a lot that I wish that actually found a word in Swedish as well, because it's a very important word. It's called Ubuntu. Hmm. And Ubuntu is the word where well, we really, talked about it in the yeah. In but the, in, in, in the, the that's where we start. Our first episode was Ubuntu. Yes, you know. Yes, but it is the word that, it, if you think about the context of the it's word, deeply human. It's about searching. You trust your neighbors. If you if you need to drop off your kids, you can know mm-hmm. you can drop them off by your neighbors. If you um, don't have. Uh, Wi-Fi to milk to the word, flour, but, but the word means yes. Walk us through the meaning of it. But but it, but it has this. I want to put it in the in the everyday modern context, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. Because spirituality is something that I think we don't talk about enough in Sweden. Mm. Absolutely, and there's a lot of kindness in Sweden. There, the majority of the people in Sweden are amazing. Yes, and wants to point towards the right way. Mm-hmm. But when we take spirituality out of the conversation. We can't talk about Muslims. We can't talk about a different part of Christianity. We can't talk about all of this. Different. We <coughs> should talk about structured religion, but also unstructured religion in your spirituality. Mm. Once you start talking about spirituality, words like Ubuntu, mm. Mm. it's not, you don't fit in Ubuntu in between yoga and boxing <laughs> and Stureplan. No. No, you know, no. there's one, a couple of words that doesn't fit. Well, it's it's so much deeper than yes. that. I mean, it speaks to the humanity and who you yes. are as a human in relation mm. to yes. other humans. Mm. It, it's like you're you're putting your finger on <clears throat> the hyper individualism yes. of Swedish society, mm. being that my plate is my plate and your plate is your plate, mm. and I won't give you anything from my plate and put on your plate if your plate is empty because I expect the state to do that, so I don't have to do that. Mm. I can mind my own business and you can mind your own business. But mm. Ubuntu's meaning being I am through you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You use so pl- I, I exist for you, but I also exist through you yeah. because of yes. you. And that's seeing the connection between you and me and you yeah. and me and people we don't even know. And having and and landing in that in a deeper sense then means that I don't even have a plate. Unless you have a plate, exactly. So thinking about my plate is something I need to protect and not share from. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even exist. If I'm eating and you're not eating, I'm also starving. Mm-hmm. Seeing that, mm-hmm. I don't know what that journey is going to be like for Swedish culture and for this and for Sweden and for other countries in the world. But coming to that realization, maybe as individuals, that mm-hmm. that's actually, you know. If my fridge is full of food, but my neighbor is starving, that's also bad for me. Because of West African food, I <laughs> yes. got a cookbook. Can we talk about your cookbook? Tell us about two recipes that we should check out. Because this is important. How yeah, yeah, can yeah. I do? We talk about building bridges, right? Yes. And my point Absolutely. about this is, food is African food, mm. Ethiopian food, uh, Moroccan Gambian food, food, Gambian food, Ghana food from Ghana. Or if people ask, we want to be allied. We want to support. We mm. want to help out. Well, either cooking it at home, which is power in, in the book, or going to a restaurant is is one start because you're going to see people from different backgrounds. So mm. please walk us uh, through two uh, things that my friends out there, our yes, audience, can do. Uh, I would say that the recipe that builds bridges would mm-hmm. be the shoe, mm. uh meatball chew, uh, which is a crossover from. Uh, uh the traditional uh stew of Gambia and Senegal uh 
But instead of cooking it with meat or fish, I used uh, meatballs, Swedish meat meatballs, yes. because as a mm. kid I had them thrown at me mm -hmm. uh, and said that uh, I looked like a burned meatball. Mm. So I didn't eat meatballs for many, many years. So mm. in order to like reclaim the yes. meatball and mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. You put it in your Gambian stew. I put it in stew. my Gambian yes. stew. <laughs> you take that Swedish thing and you put it in yes. your Gambian stew. Coming back. Yeah. Yeah. What's the base of the chew? Uh, uh, just onions and tomatoes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's one. Yeah, that's one. Give me another uh, one. The second one, I would probably say, uh, oh gosh, uh, maybe maybe fufu. Yes. Mm. Of okay. Of course, yeah. so like a, you can think pan about an African a, staple. Yeah. yeah. You can think about it as a mashed potato if you want to simplify yes. it, but it's yes. different texture. Uh, sure. Definitely fufu. Uh, with okra stew. Yeah. The last thing, because I want to have an artist. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's about bridges. Give me one or two Gambian artists that we can either download or listen to. That because Why culture are you putting is me on the spot? No, because, <laughs> you know, because I do think that what through culture is a window that we can actually yeah. slowly start inspiring go somewhere uh, if Swedish Gambian artists I would definitely say that the hottest one out there right now is uh, a fellow called Fal uh, mm. he just Fal dropped Fal is dope yeah, 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 yeah. Is up old. and coming Ankis acknowledges yeah. 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 Okay. no he's, Fal is good Fal yeah. is good nice. yeah, I love it yeah alright mm -hmm. uh, and he's empowering both uh, like uh, us older people and the kids Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for being you. Thank you for, you know, representing all of us here in this land and in the world. And, you know, you're welcome back on the show anytime. Let us know if we can help you in any way, in any form or fashion. The, you know, one of the things of being at Saga's Toy in June and seeing the actual physical mm. demonstration was that there are so many of us here. Yes. We are not alone. Mm. So thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And also you treat you finished the unk treatment. You now have graduated <laughs> in blackness in Sweden. Congrats. Nice. Thank you. Boyka, 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 Aisha Jones, Black Lives Matter Sweden. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go check out Aisha's work with Black Lives Matter Sweden as we continue to have these important, interesting conversations. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, everybody. Peace. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.